Hello and welcome to this week's Gambler Bet podcast. I'm Selectabet and once again I'm joined by St Johnson's third most famous fan, Greg Browning. How are you doing Greg? Yeah, thank you for that. Very well, thank you. Good. <laughs> Is it okay to talk about the two St Johnson fans that are more famous than you are? Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> So we've got um, the famous Stuart Cosgrove from Off the Ball, yep. and we've got the actor Colin McCready, who used to be in Taggart. Of course, and famously in Shallow Grave and a kids' TV programme, which escapes me at the moment as well. <laughs> but if you've got a child under 10, you'll probably know which one I'm talking about. So we are back ahead of the weekend, having looked at Champions League earlier in the week. And we had quite a successful weekend last weekend, Greg. Yeah, last Saturday we had um, a full house on Saturday, actually, which has really been the norm over the last two or three weeks anyway. We had Falkirk to score two or more, and that was Saturday's nap, and that landed at 11-10. to 10. We had our podcast favourites, Cove Rangers to win, and over 1.5 goals. They beat Brecon, I think it was 4-2 or 5-2, and that landed again. We had Rangers over three goals in the Rangers versus Livingston match, and that landed at 10 to 11. And on the English tea time kickoff at half past five, we had Norwich and Man City, both teams to score and over 2.5 goals. Although we weren't banking on um, Norwich winning that match. <laughs> no, I think that was a coup and buster for a lot of people. Luckily, we managed to avoid that particular banana skin. Um, just a shame about Strom's God set on the Sunday. I think we tipped them to score two or more. Um, and they, or no. Over two and a half goals it was, and they only managed to win one nil. But still, um, with a pretty decent run of the Champions League as well, highlighting Salzburg, they did everything that we thought they would. Kind of try to talk people out of Barcelona and Liverpool, both away, both don't have a great European records away from home. Um, so hopefully, some people avoided that. Um, it's just a shame about Inter, really. Um, surprisingly held by Slavia Prague. Yeah, that's disappointing with Inter Milan. I think they would have been in most people's coupons. I think, as you called out, that dreaded early kickoff um, came to bite us in the bum again. So I'll probably be staying away from any 5.55 kickoffs in the Champions League, I think, next time. Yeah, early kickoffs on a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and on a Saturday are definitely out of the question for the rest of the season. Unless it's a Scottish Reserve game, which starts at 2 o'clock. We can allow that. <laughs> OK, we'll allow that on a Monday and a Tuesday, but that's it. So. First up this weekend, and we discussed in the United last week, but we managed to not tip them, which is probably just as well because they lost at Air United. But this week they look a decent bet at home to Arbroath. Yeah, that wasn't by chance last week that we left them out. Um, looking at the weather forecast last Saturday, they were away to Air on the coast. Now, Somerset Park's not somewhere you want to be playing football when it's 50 mile an hour winds. So purposely left them out, and obviously I'm glad we did. But moving on to this week, they're at home to Arbroath. Arbroath, to be fair to Arbroath, they've had a fantastic season so far. Dick Campbell has done an amazing job at Arbroath. They've got eight points so far, two wins, two draws, and a defeat, I think it is, so far. They're well clear of the relegation teams below them. Now, bearing in mind, Arbroath are part-time, so to be sitting with eight points this early in the season is terrific. And I think when he came up this season, he did say that they're not here to make up the numbers. They're here to compete. And they're certainly doing that. That said, they are playing the, the best team in the league and a team who's already scored 10 goals at home this season and a 4-1 win at home to Inverness in the opener. And as we, we all know, they hammered Dundee 6-2 in the Dundee derby um, a few weeks ago. So 
I would say that time, Tanadice is probably a bit of a fortress now. Since Nielsen came in, having looked back through their league performances since he came in at the tail end of last year, they've played 12 league games, they've won 10, drawn 1, and they've only lost 1. So it's a really big ask for Arbroath, I think, on Saturday. Yeah, that's pretty good going. One thing I would say about Arbroath, although they're doing really well so far, all the points that they've picked up have come against teams that are in the bottom four of the league at the moment. So it's not to take anything away from Arbroath, but maybe gives a wee bit of perspective that they're relatively lofty position at the moment. It might be down to the fixtures have fallen kindly for them at the beginning of the season. Uh, it's funny you say that. I looked at that exact thing to see who they played. You're, you're spot on. They, they've played teams at the bottom end of that league that are struggling. Teams like Aloha, Partick Thistle and Dunfermline. So there'll be plays to get the points on the board, but there's, there's a massive gulf in quality for me between these two. With it being at Tanadice, uh, Dungeon United are 1-2 to two to win the match. But as we've kind of called out since we've started doing the podcast, that's too short. But if you throw in Dungeon United to score two goals also, then that bumps that up to 5-6. to six. Yeah, and something worth bearing in mind, it's, it's a bet that we've suggested quite a lot on the podcast so far this season as a team to win and to score two or more goals. And it looks like there's a wee anomaly on Bet365 whereby... If you back, say, United to win and over one goal for both teams combined, that's actually 4-5. But if you back United to win and over one goal for United, it's 5-6. to six, And they're effectively the exact same bet. So just make sure that you check that you're getting the best price um, if, you're, if you're betting with Bet365 on this particular bet on their bet builder. And that's yep. going to be this weekend's nap. So we've backed Dungeon United, I think, so far three times this season and they've delivered every time. And we'll pre- I'm pretty certain we'll see Lauren Shanklin get back in the score sheet after drawing a blank at his old club last week. We almost made it. That's about, what, 10 minutes in before we mentioned Lauren Shankland on the podcast. Well done. It must be a record. <laughs> <laughs> it must be. All right, so first bet of the podcast this week and nap of the weekend is the day United to win and over one goal at 5-6 to six against our both, yeah? That's right, yeah. Okay, so next bet is our old favourites, Cove Rangers, and I believe you're setting up a Cove Supporters Club, is that right? Yeah, I'm, I'm the chairman of the Cove Supporters Club, and I'm fully expecting to be uh, reimbursed with at least some hospitality up in Aberdeen, so I'm looking forward to that invite. <laughs> yeah, I think we've mentioned Cove more often than any media outlet in Scotland this season, and with good reason, to be fair, just looking at some of the stats. It's been a total of 30 goals scored in their opening six league games, which is great value for money if you're a, a Cove supporter. Of those 30, Cove have scored 21. And they look, again, another good bet to win at Elgin on Saturday. Yeah, you've, you've stolen my stats for that, so thanks Sorry. for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, as, as the saying goes, if it's not broken, then don't try and fix it. Um, at the moment, Cove have got 16 points from 18. As you say, they've scored 21 goals this season. They're blowing teams away. Um, they've scored two or more in six, all six league games as well. So they make the trip northwards to Elgin. Now, Elgin are managed by Gav Price. He's done a really good job, actually, since Jim Muir left. But he's in a really competitive league. They're struggling at the moment. They did win their first game of the season at home to Cowdenbeath. But since then, they've gone five games without a win. So a bit of a worry for him. Um, and they're then inviting probably the best team to have played in League Two for, for quite some time. I've mentioned quite a few of their players who they've got at the moment. Obviously, Mitch Meganson's got seven goals so far. Fraser Fivey, who I mentioned two or three weeks ago, who should not be playing in the third, fourth t- tier of Scottish football, he's got three goals already this season. He's only played four games for them. 
and they've got young Declan Glass on loan from Dungeon United. So they've got a cracking team. And when you look at the volume of goals that they've scored, it's easy to understand why we keep going back to Cove every week. Yeah. To be to be fair as well, the, the bookies are still giving us value still. They're not shortening it that much yet, which I'm really surprised about. You can still get kind of three to five, four to six on Cove away to Elgin on Saturday. Which I think is a really good price. Yeah, but I guess that you're going to be looking at the combination bit again of them to win and number of goals in the game. Yeah, so a bit a bit short still to back on its own. So same rules apply. Going to back Cove to win and for there to be over 1.5 goals in the game, and that pays five to six at black type. And again, it, it pays ten to eleven at Betty six five or five to six depending on if you select goals for Cove or for both teams combined. So just make sure that you're getting the best price on that one as well. But again, that looks a fairly good value bet. Yeah, we'd be surprised to see Elgin score. I think they probably will score. But we know Cove have got an array of attacking options up there. So they'll probably score at least three goals on Saturday, I'd say. Yeah, I'm just looking at some of the higher goals bets. And Cove to win in over two goals in the match is 65. Over three goals in the match is 94. And that certainly all falls in the stats in terms of how many goals there's been in Cove games so far. So depending on how far you want to push your luck, um, there could still be value and even more goals in the game on Saturday. But the tip for the game is Cove to win in over one and a half goals for Cove at 5-6 to six or 10-11, to 11, depending on what price you can get. OK, staying in Scotland, the other game we quite like the look of is Motherwell at home to Ross County. I was really impressed by Motherwell last week, albeit they were playing a Hearts team that's in turmoil. But watching that game, and I think anyone watching that game as well, it was 3-2 going on 6-2 Motherwell. They were fantastic. They're now sitting third in the league. So at this early point in the season, they're probably the Premiership's kind of su- not surprise package. That's probably a bit unfair. But I don't think anyone expected Motherwell to be sitting third after five games. Stephen Robinson's done a fantastic job at Motherwell. He probably doesn't get a lot of praise that he should get, but he always manages to bring boys in that do a fantastic job early on. They always unearth the gem. Every season, Motherwell unearths someone who ends up leaving for either a decent transfer fee or goes on to better and bigger things. Yeah. So they're at home to Ross County, and I think Ross County can be relatively happy with their start. They've picked up a couple of wins. They got a last-minute win at home to St Mirren on Saturday. Uh, I think it was a 93rd minute winner they'll do fine this season I think Ross County but Motherwell are flying they've won three games in the spin they scored three goals in each of those games that was a 3-1 win away to Hamilton they hammered Hibs 3-0 at home two weeks ago and they've got to Tynecastle and they've scored three goals there and won 3-2 yeah. so form team probably in the league at the moment other than obviously Celtic and Rangers they've got a lot of pace in that team and that's probably what I like about them most They've got um, Sherwin Seedorf, who scored last week and the week before, and young Liam Donnelly, I think, got six goals this season also. So with those two in their, in their team, more than capable of scoring another couple of goals this weekend. That uh, Seedorf goal was an absolute cracker last week at Tynecastle. Um, and it's worth noting that Motherwell have actually had more shots in target in the league this season than Celtic. So, yeah, when you look at the stats, it's no real surprise to see them third in the table. And I just think they're 17-20 to 20 to win. Um, at home against Ross County, but between us, we like the five to six on them to score two or more. Yeah, Motherwell to score two or more is currently five to six with Bet365. And like most of our bets on the podcast, they're goals related, and we'll stay with that kind of approach. I'd much rather have the five to six on them to score two than the 17 to 20 on them to win. 
Good stuff. So before we move on to Sunday, um, the Edinburgh Derby, can we just recap those three tips from Scotland on Saturday then? Yeah, so three tips. Um, two of our podcast favourites. So we've got Dungeon United to win and for Dungeon United to score two goals or more. And that's currently five to six. And that will be Saturday's nap. We've got Cove Rangers to win and over 1.5 match goals. And that's five to six with black type. And we've got Motherwell to score two or more at home to Ross County at five to six with Bet365. Okay, so on Sunday there's the Edinburgh Derby and looking at the form of both teams, this could be a match that could make your eyes bleed, I think. Um, Between them, they've only got one win so far this season and defeat for either managers could really signal the end. I think it's been a shambolic start for both. Um, Heckingbottom's probably got a little bit more space, I think, than Levine has. I think Anne Budge is the only person in Scottish football who can tell us and understand why he's still in charge. I know Michael Stewart keeps um, kind of writing on about his stats and how poorly the Hearts have done, but you can't blame him. I think I saw a table on Twitter last week, or this week, sorry, and it contained the last 12 months, points collected in the Premiership over the last 12 months. Hearts were bottom with 24 points. Really? It's a relegation form, but somehow... Because obviously he's not just a manager, he's a director as well. He is still in, he's still got a job. So it's going to be make or break. I think if he loses this game on Sunday, I don't think he can stay in it any longer. You saw Hearts fans' reaction last week yeah. um, when, they, when they got beat from Motherwell. It'll be worse. It'll be worse if they get beat from Hibs on Sunday. It's a strange situation. I mean, he's obviously had the vote of the dreaded vote of confidence from Ann Budge this week, but his position dictates that I wouldn't say he's unsackable. But certainly it's much more difficult to get rid of someone in that position as if he was just a regular manager. Um, I think he might ride out a wee bit longer, unless Hibs really batter hearts on Sunday. But the way that their season started, I can't see that happening either. No, and Hibs themselves, um, St Johnson have gone there and they got a 2 old draw. They've gone away to Motherwell and been hammered 3-0. Things aren't looking good for Heckingbottom and the fans are starting to get really impatient now. So he's another one that if Hibs were to lose this match on Sunday, the, the the noise for him to leave will be louder. I don't think it's going to be a pretty match to watch. It's going to be a real battle, I think. And I think you've got some stats on the last couple of Edinburgh derbies in terms of the, not the lack of goals, but there hasn't been that many, has there? Yeah, there's been 13 scored in the last nine. So you're not even at over one and a half goals per game. Um, they've been pretty dire affairs, to be honest. And the way the forums go at the moment, you just can't see Sunday being much different to that. And it's a strange one because Hibs have got lots of attacking options, but they just don't know how to play together so far. And I think that's where Heckenbottom's really struggling. So looking at the markets for this match, I would definitely stay clear of goals anyway. But with it being an Edinburgh derby, I do like the um, player card options in terms of bookings. So at the moment, there's probably having looked through both teams. It's difficult at this part of the season. It's only five games in, so there's no real stats or trends this season on bookings, obviously. But I think we can go with um, the old tried and tested. So I've picked out three players to be booked on Sunday. So for Hibs, we've got Josh Feller. So the young Englishman, he plays centre midfield for Hibs. He's already been being booked three times this season. He's 15-8 to eight to receive a card. And for Hearts, I'm going to take their two centre-halves. So we've got Christoph Berra, and Craig Halkett. Now, they're going to be up against Canberry, probably Horgan, Malin and Allen in the middle of that pitch. So a lot of pace. Canberry's a, a real handful. 
I think we'll give them both a horrid time. So I'm doing both of them to get booked as well. I think Bear is four to one and Halkett is twelve to five. Yeah. So if you bring those three into a bet builder, that pays fifty to one. So it's a nice price, and I think those three have got a really good chance of being booked. Yeah, it certainly gives us an interest in a game which might not be the most entertaining from a goals point of view. Um, John Beaton's the referee on Sunday as well, I think. He's averaging three cards per game at the moment. Uh, he's already brandished a red card to Hibs player at Ibrox earlier in the season. So there's no reason why we shouldn't expect cards. I think there was nine in the last Edinburgh derby. And not so long ago there was an eight in the derby as well. So certainly it's a game that's got a history of cards. And I think it was saying... This isn't necessarily a headline tip, but it's more of a kind of interest bet come Sunday. So we've gone for those three. And as you say, that piece 50 to 1, which is just a nice little interest bet for the, for the Edmund Derby. OK, nice one. Um, don't have any bets from England this weekend. Don't think there's anything really that particularly stood out for us, was there? No, nah, we had a look through all the leagues. And I think previous weeks we've actually highlighted quite a lot of really good English tips for goals anyway, especially in the lower leagues. But having looked through this weekend's cards, we've decided just to stay in Scotland, but that's not to say in the coming weeks uh, we'll be back because we will be. Yeah, and I guess if anyone's got any English tips or any teams that we should be looking out for in England, then please feel free to get in touch. Um, you can always email us at hello at gambler.co.uk, which is g-a-m-b-l-a.co.uk. Obviously, if you're listening to the podcast, it'd be great if you could subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on SoundCloud, or wherever you access the podcast from. That way you'll get an alert every time that we publish a podcast so you'll never miss it. Um, we've had some very kind reviews on iTunes so far. Um, had several positive ratings as well, which is great. Really appreciate that. If you'd like to help us, then please take a couple of minutes and review the podcast um, and that will just help us reach more people. So thanks for everyone who's contributed with a, a rating or a review so far. And I think that's us for the week, Greg. Yeah, looking forward to the football at the weekend. Yep, and we'll be back next Thursday. So thanks for listening and thanks for your time, Greg. Thank you. Cheers.